0: This is the Million Dollar Mortgage Experience Podcast. I am your host, John Maddox. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. We are here with Johnny Camarena. He is a legend from back in the day with the subprime world at Fieldstone Mortgage, now a serial entrepreneur and in the commercial world. So thanks for joining me. Please like, share, and subscribe before we get started. Here we go. All right, so Johnny, you were an executive at Fieldstone. I remember Fieldstone like it was yesterday. You guys had really cool products, subprime eighty twenties, kind of like neck and neck with New Century Mortgage a lot. Uh, like, tell me what it was like to be an executive at uh, that company. You were there for what ten something years?
1: Yeah, I was probably there for about uh, twelve years. You know what, what, what's interesting, John, about that journey is um, never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined. In hindsight that subprime um, lending mortgage securitization would have turned into what we know that it was today yeah right I mean you go back you think about uh, you know the movie the big short right and you look back at it all and you're like you know my goodness was you know was That's that us was yeah, it, yeah. Um, but because... but when you're in the weeds it wasn't like that you know in, in 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 the culture of our, our company the culture of what we were trying to do was to you know provide a Home ownership and, 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 and do it responsibly. Right. And, um, you know, again, in, in, in hindsight, you know, uh, really don't understand where at the origination level, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, it got away from us. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, looking back at it all with, you know, the securitizations and the derivatives and the synthetic CDOs, I mean, you know, um, even at our level, where we were with Fieldstone, you know, we had no idea uh, that was happening. Yeah, but you know, because yeah, because it was behind the scenes. A lot of the the mess that was happening was behind because they were stacking and making bets on the bets. It was like it was deep. Well, and, and you know, again, hindsight being twenty twenty, you go back and you look and you you know see the insurance policies that were being created against default. Right. Um, but you know what I'll tell you is is that the culture of Fieldstone Mortgage Company and the 1800 employees that, you know, we were working with. Um, it was an absolutely incredible culture. I bet. Yeah. It was an incredible culture. It was I a mean, fun we, time. I remember it was an incredibly fun time yeah. and it was a, uh, it was a very a proud time. Yeah. And I think where, um, some people may, you know, shy away from that, uh, resume, Yeah. Kind of in their portfolio. Uh, I never have. I mean, you guys
0: built something awesome. And, you know, we're
1: we're still proud of it. I mean, I I still hear from, you know, uh, Fieldstone, um, you know, folks that I worked with uh, just recently. Unfortunately, we had a a great op soup out of Houston who passed away. Mm. And, you know, we kind of, you know, all mourned for her online. It was a really, really close knit group of individuals and uh, really couldn't be more proud of the time that we spent Uh, together you know it was uh, over a decade right um so yeah it was it was it was it was a great great journey i mean you know I, i i took it from a small brokerage office in pacific beach and uh ended up meeting you know the ceo the founder michael sonnenfeld and you know we built it into a uh you know nasdaq ipo right and uh it was uh it was it was a great journey something to be very very proud of that's
0: cool, man. Yeah. Um,
1: you So you saw the ev- evolution of product, right? Yes, we did.
0: So when you started out early, let's say early on, like, you know, year two, year three. Sure. You know, maybe that was 97, right? Or, no, no, because no, 10 years was... earlier, so, earlier. I mean, probably
1: early 90s, right? So were it you mean...
0: guys, so, so your subprime back then, or was it, did it start out subprime? Like, was it so... lower FICO always, or did you guys kind of... Sort of evolve in the product to get there. So
1: now now, now you're aging me, John. <laughs> now you're aging me. Yeah,
0: those days were uh, yeah, a while because back. Because uh,
1: there were no FICO scores. That's when true. I, when That's I, true. When I got started. And then in the you'd business. get a fax
0: from like Fair Isaac and it was like not even a score, right? It was yeah, there. right. I had a, I had a
1: pager, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to pull over on the freeway, right? There's no TikTok. And then I had then. A, a facsimiles, right, where the paper yeah. would curl up right um and no
0: it was did you have was... the car phone like did you have the one that was like on the little cord in your car nah, of course nah, you did. you're talking like those. Oh, that's <laughs> rich people's problems i didn't have a car phone i had to
1: pull over to a payphone pay... i don't even know if my children know what a payphone is today, no you no know? nah, they've
0: seen it in movies
1: like bill and ted's Excellent <laughs> adventure yeah right <laughs> um but uh yeah no there, there there were no fico scores i mean um, you know, it was really collateral lending, right. you know, I mean, with high we were, rates, I imagine, too, right? Well, clearly, I mean, back then, there wasn't as much, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, advisory roles in, in, you know, government rules in what we were doing. Um, but you know, there were, there were, you know, clearly, uh, uh, boundaries that you could go on. I mean, we were not hard money, right? We we're hard money. And, and that's kind of the, 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 niche that, uh, my, my first employer back then mm-hmm. was a savings and loan out of long beach called okay. long beach bank. Got it. And long beach bank, uh, was, you know, one of the pioneers in, in subprime lending and yeah. out of long beach bank morphed. You know, uh, Long Beach Mortgage, Long right. new Century, Option 1, right? And the list yep, goes yep. on and on and on. Um, but, you know, it was really collateral lending. Yeah. And it was really go out. And as um, I was in the uh, wholesale distribution, not a retail loan officer, mm-hmm. but it was really go out and, and kick the dirt, right? Yep. I mean, see Meat what
0: brokers the, and
1: property values were. Yep. Um, you know, there was really no uh, stated income back then. I mean, you know, it was full underwrites. Um, all of that came much, much later, with the uh, invention of the securitization.
0: Do you know when that was, roughly? Like, I won't hold you to it, but yeah, I, I, I kind of remember after nine eleven, things sort of heating up with product like the expansion of product yeah well i i would say because i was in like, 2000 2001 2001 i think
1: yeah I not not holding me to it but uh, the story that i remember where there were some you know um entrepreneurs and financiers on wall street and uh solomon brothers mm-hmm. and um i want to say you know Lehman. one of the, rainier mm-hmm. um was uh one of the gentlemen who kind of came up with the mortgage-backed securitization right and um that's kind of really what 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 turned the tide from a a portfolio product right that's because what, that's what it started at right so what it started you, as. And, you,
0: and then as long as you if it was a portfolio, that meant keeping it on the books. So it was there was no real way for it to flow out. So that you could you really couldn't open the doors and the gates wide to to, to get a lot of business because these banks you know they only have so much money, right? right. That's right. So when you did this secu- when they did the securitization and, and started that, that created this this outlet that was Wall Street, which is way bigger than Correct. A bank. So, um, yeah, it would be interesting to find out kind of when that started. But when do you kind of remember, like, stated income coming out? And do you remember, like, that kind of happening? I yeah. know it's been a while and I, I didn't prep
1: you for this, but... No, no no, no worries. No worries. Look, um, I, I remember as a, you know, young account executive, uh, you know, first with the Long Beach Savings and Loans. And then um, we were able to rid ourselves of that uh, federal charter... We went to, to become a, a, a Long Beach a mortgage bank. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah. Long Beach mortgage, yeah. And um um and I remember that it was it was a grind. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were working really really hard for you know individual deals. There were not the uh, type of volume right that one might remember in like o four and o five. Yeah, just didn't exist. Yeah, it was a it was a. It was a
0: you know it scaled it scaled it up and then it like there was a breaking point I think it was probably when stated zero down came out when it probably really heated up I mean I don't remember when that was I think it was maybe o four o three
1: Yeah I think I think that's right I mean you know um, again not being an expert right in the securitization process although we were at Fieldstone Mortgage involved with it. Um, I think that that's right. You know, there yeah. there was this insatiable appetite for yeah. a, uh, a mortgage backed security. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thought back then was, is that, you know, um, how can you lose uh, residential mortgage values in the United States will never go down. Right. Um, I think that there was this notion of the, uh, credit agencies, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, grading all of these securitizations, triple A, double A. Safe loans, yeah. I mean, what could be safer?
0: But but, you know what's funny is you look back and you go, we were doing 228s with a three-year prepay. Like, I remember, I mean, I personally maybe didn't do those, but I remember there was companies that were offering that. It was like, here's a two-year, 228, two-year fixed, three-year prepay. And I remember people, like brokers could choose... To throw a three-year prepay on there, or they could be like, okay, we'll do a two-year prepay. Some of them would get greedy and like and 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 say, I'll do a three-year, and they'd make an extra point SRP or whatever on that. Yeah, you know, the YSP. And, 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 and
1: by the way, um, you know, again, my understanding on Wall Street was they're paying up.
0: Yeah. They for, were uh,
1: 228 with the three-year prepay right because then they you know, knew it would go up give maybe me, and... give me a five-year prepay right right and I'll pay you in you know, a 103 and a half instead right. Of 102 right so the the insanity of you know kind of you know where it went unfortunately yeah. you know um, created the uh, the chaos that we you know we all know occurred back in 07 and 8
0: yeah and you you stayed on with Fieldstone till pretty much the end right i did
1: i did um you know uh clearly there was a, a point in time when um we saw not not just the so- storm clouds excuse me but you know the tsunami right well you remember implodimeter right you remember that <laughs> <laughs> what do, what that was when like when like
0: all these companies were bur- yeah. bursting yeah of course of course were, um, you, were you watching that daily back in 07
1: it was it was a it was a tough time. Yes, it you know was. it was a very very tough time, and uh, you know it honestly um, it took me a long time to uh, be able to watch The Big Short. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I I had It's hurt. like a horror film. <laughs> yeah, even worse. Yeah, you know I mean um, it really really took me a long time. And, uh, the first time I watched it was, uh, you know, I had to kind of watch it, you know, by myself in a dark room, (laughs) you know, just because, uh, you know, clearly, you know, uh, fieldstone wasn't mentioned in the movie, but, um, you know, a lot of, uh, my colleagues and, you know, folks that I knew and that we came up through the mortgage business were, you know, mentioned or referenced, uh, in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, You know, it was uh, it was very, very much an interesting time. But, yeah, um, almost almost through till the end until, um, you know, uh, self-preservation kicked in. You know, I had a a wife at home, uh, three young children. And, uh, you know, it it was it was time to um, go back to being, you know, an entrepreneur and figuring out what the next steps were going to be.
0: Yeah. Do you think Subprime will come back?
1: I don't think so. No, yeah, not no, like not like it was. No, no. I think it was a it was a, a generational thing, yeah. a generational opportunity. I mean, um, you know, we could go into you know all of the uh, legis- legislation that was created. Um, right. You know, not just on the origination side, yep. uh, but also on the servicing side, which I think even has a, a larger impact um uh on the uh foreclosure side you Mm -hmm. know for you know any um you know lender or bond holder to be able to uh protect their collateral right um i just don't think it's it's there yeah you know any longer and um yeah no i i don't think it'll it'll come back like we we thought we knew it once yeah which is probably a good thing right (laughs) I think so. You know, look...
0: um, I mean, I think products are going to expand. Part of the reasons why I asked you about the um, product expansion, if you remember that, Mm -hmm. was because, you know, we, when COVID hit, the the product came back real tight first. Mm -hmm. Literally within a month, it came back looser. Yeah. Another month, a little looser. And I don't know if that trend is going to continue necessarily. I mean, we're still a little tighter than we were Mm pre-COVID, but... It's quickly getting back to and and I think where we were pre-COVID really wasn't that risky. I mean, it was their LTVs were still low, the FICOS were sure. you know average FICOS were high, and and people had equity, and uh, there was no stated income, anything like that. I mean, I yeah. think there was a company doing like one month bank statement program, which is a little questionable, you know. But um, I I just wonder now with this huge influx of cash into the market, you know, into the system with the trillions of dollars if we're going to see an appetite like we did before, like you, you probably remember, I mean, I don't know if you have any, any vivid memories, but like some memories of when there was some like pushes to get more volume. And, you know, because you, as an executive, you're probably seeing some of that, like, okay, new product came out, right. And let's go, you know, give it to our brokers so they can originate more deals. And then there was people competing, right, like yes. you and nest you and a new century, in long beach. They were all like real big, Head to head, trying to, you know, Fields st- or uh, Fr- for Franklin and, you know, guys like that. And, um, did you, do you remember like, was it like that kind of where like product would expand and, and,
1: you for, know, like- for, for sure. Um, look, you know, working alongside you, you know, over the last six months and kind of, you know, experience what your company has gone through with, um, you know, your product and Covid and you know where where your company's niches. Um, I just never have seen the pendulum swing, you know that far to where, you know, um, like r- for lack of a better word, radical subprime lending once right. was. Right. I mean there's no um, you know uh, we still ninja have laws. Loans. yeah we have these laws yeah, like you have I to mean, prove income and you, you got it. Plus plus I mean the you know the lenders are, are on the hook, right? I yeah. mean the brokers are on the hook. I mean, um there's a lot God more Frank. accountability, mm-hmm. right, for Uh, those of you because I'm not in that business but those of you who choose to you know originate your own loans and and take the risk of putting mom on a a warehouse line right Um, so I don't really see the pendulum having swung or will swing that far over yeah look I I remember um, as a uh, as a a young boy (laughs) um, you know um, know, we would uh, leave church on a Sunday and you know I'd be with my mom and dad and we Mm -hmm. would go this true story we would go to the grocery store right after right. church and, you know, we'd pick up our groceries. And, um, I remember my dad, you know, um, speaking with and talking to his banker, you yeah. know, in the grocery aisle, right. You know, Hey, Mr. Camerina, you know, Hey, Mr. Long, how you doing? And they're shaking hands. And, and, and there was a relationship there. Yep. Right. I mean, um, you know, the from the lender was, to the
0: borrower, there was a, like the person actually, you know, was lending a, and keeping you got that it. loan,
1: yeah, you got it, right? right? I mean, you know, there's a handshake, there's an eye contact, just like you and I are having right now, yep, right? There's an understanding, yep. Um, but you know, when you get into trillions of dollars of securitizations, you get into FICO scores, and you get into automated underwriting, and you know, um, we we lost control, yeah, of all of that, right, right. And so um, I think you know, the government allows us you, me, entrepreneurs to kind of, you know, self-regulate ourselves for a period of time. But when we lose control of that, then they come in and they legislate. And that's when Congress passes laws. Right. And I think those laws are in place right now um, for a reason. Yeah. And and that's what's preventing the pendulum from, you know, swinging that far over again. Yeah. So, you know, post-COVID, yes, everybody took a hit. But really, the integrity, the integrity of the loans yeah. that you all were originating were good loans.
0: Yeah,
1: great loans. Right? It was just a, you know, 100-year pandemic that caused a hiccup in the marketplace. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So tell us about what you're doing now. Commercial. Yes. So Development. Um,
1: projects it's uh it's it's been an interesting transition um what is it uh you'd probably know a little better than i the talking head song you know how did i get here <laughs> mm-hmm. you know yeah um because it's been it's been a journey yeah um and it's been a, a a great journey um but you know after we wound down in in um as soft of a landing as possible with fieldstone um a couple of partners and I, we kind of took a deep breath, just like I just did right then. You know, thinking <laughs> you back. Remember, on, yeah, yeah, you remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just you know, thinking back on it all, right? I mean, it was uh, uh, it was a long time ago, but it seems like yesterday. Um, you know, we decided to go in, and where is the opportunity? And mm-hmm. I had I had uh, met up with the, uh, a gentleman who had kind of been one of my mentors, and he said to me, "Hey, Johnny, you know, um, this feels a little bit like." The uh, RTC days, the hmm. savings and loan yeah, crisis, yeah. yep, right. And so, kind of using that as a model on, hey, subprime imploded, and the tsunami that came after, um, we set up shop as entrepreneurs, and you know, we went out, we set out to, um, you know, look for distressed opportunities. Mm-hmm foreclosures
0: and, and bank, foreclosures
1: bank um you know distressed oh, yeah, right. notes um i mean the tsunami came you know really fast yeah and very very hard right. unfortunately for the country mm-hmm. right unfortunately um and so uh we we put a group together after we wound down fieldstone and um we started picking up um, you know first residential assets and then commercial assets and, you know, creating a portfolio, mm-hmm. moving out of um, originating paper, yep. as we did in the mortgage market, and then moving into hard assets. Right. And so really, that's where we felt, you know, the opportunity was, um, you know, let's call it from 2008 till 2012, 13. Yep. It was a
0: challenge. I'm sure. Right. I there mean, was a lot of people, there was competition, I'm sure
1: competition
0: i B- mean was it um, blackstone or something that was buying up a bunch or black rock black rock, Stone,
1: black rock <laughs> purple rock <laughs> colony i mean you know yeah they were they were all it's like a feeding there. frenzy Everyone knew that but the, but yeah. what, what what's crazy what's crazy about that time and is a, an effect of where we were mm-hmm. but you know the dow is at I don't know 6400 points. Yeah. All you know, right. And and there's no confidence in the market. Right. Um people had lost there was um you know a transition of wealth people had lost, you know, trillions of dollars of right. wealth. Um so there was a uh we had to work really really hard to instill confidence mm-hmm. into our small little group to go out and to get investors to, you know, invest with us. Right. Especially
0: after a big scare like
1: that, you got to build trust again. And and lo and behold, what happens, but Bernie Madoff, (laughs) you know, that guy, yeah, that guy, (laughs) that guy, but it, it, it came at a time. And, you know, of course, Bernie is a result of the implosion and that's what caused his Ponzi to fall apart. Right. But now, you know, you have investors saying, well, who can we trust? Yeah. Right. You can't
0: trust Bernie. You
1: can't trust <laughs> Bernie. You can't trust Johnny. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's hard. Yeah, because then
0: then you know people want to look twice and it's hard. Pinch it's hard. It, and yeah. um,
1: I'll 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 never um you know forget that day right when that right. Uh, that came out and and it was like hey you know. Bernie Madoff. And, you know, we got questions from investors and, you know, um, you guys are, you know, not accredited investors and Mm -hmm. we're doing, you know, different exemptions and we're trusting you with our money. And, you know, if we can't trust Bernie, who do we trust? Yeah. So uh, it was a a really interesting time as we pivoted out of the, what I would call institutional money into private money. And, and that putting putting needed that to, to happen, happen. To
0: like that needed to happen to sort of fix the market in a way because those houses need to be re, you know, those notes, those, those, it need to be dealt with and the government couldn't have done it. So they needed private guys like you and Blackstone and to come in, figure out what to do with the paper, figure out what to do with the foreclosure homes, Yeah, you know, maybe fix them up, do whatever you got to do, you know, get renters in there. Like there, someone needed to do that. So you kind of actually probably helped push along the recovery. So, um,
1: look, you know, I appreciate that. I would like to believe that. Right. I mean, that's what, um, you know, at the same
0: time winning and, you know, you found an opportunity, you found an opportunity to make money, but it also,
1: you know, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I mean, I'd like to tell my kids that, right. Which is, you know, um, you know, unknowingly, you know, I was part of the, you know, subprime Right. Um, origination, yep. um, but uh, at the same time, you know, we went to work very hard to try and you know help clean up the mess that we inadvertently had created. Right. To be very fair, yeah. Right. To right. be very fair, um, and I'll tell you that as we you know crisscrossed the country, um, and to uh, understand the severity of the crisis that was out there. Um you know we worked really really hard to um you know pick up foreclosures I mean homes were in in complete distress. Yep. Basements filled with water, mold, cement in the toilets. I mean, you know, graffiti, crazy. Just, yeah. Crazy crazy stuff, right? Yep. And uh we didn't shy away from any of that, you know. I mean, uh we went in and and you know, uh did our best and yeah, it was a it was a really interesting ride. It was way before the reality TV shows flip a house. Right.
0: It wasn't sexy when you were doing it. It was, it was, it was real kind of underground a little bit. No, right? I
1: still think I have a, a lingering, like a, a fungus on my foot. <laughs> from one
0: of the I remember of flipping water. a house. I
1: remember one of the guys <laughs> I was flipping with, you
0: got, had to go get a tetanus shot cause he stepped on a rusty nail. <laughs> and I believe that. I believe that
1: for sure. It was, because... yeah,
0: it was a gnarly time. I remember like twenty twenty eleven. 2011, you know, 2012. And it was, Yeah. yeah. Um well I I mean you know th- so now you're doing development deals so that was yeah. that time and then now you're looking at you know building projects and and uh different in different areas yeah. right like so so now today like you w- what do you look for you look for you know either construction like kind of new builds and like so, like commercial eight units stuff like that right
1: Yeah I mean just kind of you know um talking for the last 20 minutes and you know kind of going through what we've gone through um you know, I went from, you know, originating and securitizing, excuse me, um, mortgage paper to, you know, picking up residential, uh, REO. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, the same platforms that were selling us the residential REO started selling us, um, commercial REO, Mm -hmm. right. In the form of office buildings, retail center, light industrial. Right. I mean, um, It was a a smorgasbord of assets. I mean, it was take your pick. Take your pick. Yeah. Right. It was a a menu. Here you go. What do you want? It was. It was. Right. And um, so we chose to stay in some, you know, uh, certain asset classes: Mm -hmm. um, retail, office, light industrial. And um, we got really good at underwriting the assets, understanding where the value is, understanding the different markets. Um, And then, you know, going in, more importantly, and figuring out the tenant improvements that were necessary, capital expenditures, uh, what we needed to do to backfill the vacancy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we did that for six, seven years, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, And then, lo and behold, we find ourselves now looking at dirt because the value-add commercial real estates, the economy's been so good for so long. Right. Um, so now we find ourselves in titling and ground up development. Hmm. So, um, you know, if friends of mine would look back at my career and say, you know, hey, how did you get from subprime mortgage lending to ground up development?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it was the Great Recession right. that led me into ground up development because everything that occurred in between and where the opportunities were, and how we had to take advantage of that opportunity. Hmm. So it was a um, a slow and a methodical process um, that we became confident enough, working with first you know general contractors with mm-hmm. you know simple paint and carpet and appliances, to hey you know we probably need to hire a general contractor. To hey this project's getting a little bigger. We should probably hire an architect. Right oh, my goodness, we probably need to hire some engineers, you know, and um, all of a sudden this team came together and we said to ourselves, you know, hey, we could probably pull off a ground-up development. That's cool. So it's probably like here we are one today. of the coolest things to see something go from like a,
0: you know, idea in your mind to a picture on a board or on like a, you know, architecture paper um, whatever you call it, plans, right. Yeah. And to, to all the way to like breaking ground and then to see it, you know, finished like that, that's gotta be pretty cool experience. It's,
1: um, again, you know, I think we go back and I, you know, you might've introduced me as a serial entrepreneur, but, um, you know, I always feel like I'm an entrepreneur at heart Yeah. and, um, it it is cool. I mean, before I met with you today, you know, we were with a mutual friend right. and we were talking about you know a development piece that I have going in, uh, in Sanitas, California, on the one hundred and one, and uh, you know how proud I must be of the fact that you know we took a piece of dirt and you know we built something. Yeah, uh, that will last for square. a long time. I mean, that like last for a long time. You think
0: about it, you drive down the one hundred and one or anywhere in the in the world for that matter, you yeah. see buildings that have been you know, up there for forever. Like, like some, sure. some for a hundred years, you know, you're like, yeah. whoever built that, you know, it's pretty stoked that yeah. like it's a legacy in a way, you know, yeah. like you built that, that project. And cool. By the way,
1: the, the way that the uh, architect and the engineers overdeveloped it, it'll be there forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Right> <laughs> which is, a,
1: is a whole nother podcast, by the way, Yeah, yeah. which is on, you I'm, know, I'm value sh- add engineering, but we'll talk about that. Steel later.
0: beams yeah. and all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. My goodness. So, um, that kind of leads me, leads me to think about you know right now with COVID yes there's got to be some opportunities and I'm mm-hmm. sure you're seeing some potential opportunities out there. What I would think would be like things like office retail like you know a lot of people are not as you saw here. There's not a lot of people. A lot of people are remote. Yeah. So you know for good reason you know you want to be careful obviously with COVID. But you you know however long that lasts right that's going to be it could be another six months it could be another year but how long. You know, to where the point is, you know, some people realize, like, I think it was Google or maybe it was one of them, Facebook, decided, you know, we're going to be remote for the next year or two years. Like, they're just, you know, some office space is just never going to come back. You know, at least I shouldn't say never, but it just might not come back for a year, two years, three years. Yeah. Do you see any... any? um like opportunities in office or retail?
1: So um, <clears throat> like
0: what are they going to do with all that extra office building yeah, space? Yeah, no,
1: I, I understand. So, um, look, it's, it's you know, the crystal ball, right? I mean, you know, you pull out the crystal ball and um, I think, you know, you, John, and appreciate you, you know, doing this educational content and these podcasts. Um, you know, we, try, we all try and get as much information as possible, right? Right to make intelligent decisions on, you know, not just for our family and our investors, right, but for uh, the good of the community. Um, when I look at what's going on today, you know, again, my personal opinion, um, we, we, we've always tried, my group and I, we've always tried to kind of think global. Right. But act local. hmm So, so much of what is going on out there is completely out of our control. Mm-hmm but what i think that we do very well is is that we underwrite kind of in a almost in a a neighborhood environment kind of you know block by block so um you know when i think about where are the opportunities right now i mean look we had such a strong economy going into uh the pandemic Mm -hmm. that um the pandemic as horrible as it's been and disruptive as it's been, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll end. Yeah. People feel like, you know, there's an end in sight. Sure. Um, so we haven't seen, you know, the sort of kind of tsunami opportunities that we saw back in 07 and 08. Right. Um, and therefore, uh, I mean, as you know, very well, I think there was a, Six to eight week, maybe opportunity and um, mortgage note paper. Yeah, stuff that couldn't mortgages. sell, right? Like we right. had a bunch, yeah. But not just on the residential side, but also Probably on the commercial, commercial side. General sure. commercial, yep. yeah, yeah, thousand percent. But Wall Street came back full swing, wanting to buy it. Full swing. I mean, I don't know. Where, where's the market today? Anybody know? The, the like the Dow? Or? Yeah, the Dow. It's
0: like 28.5 or something. It's crazy. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, we're we're back. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: trillions more dollars in the market in the last three months, right? Seems like it. And, and, you know, again, on on my drive over, I heard on the radio the feds did something today. I haven't educated myself on it, which uh, 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 low rates. Yeah. Yeah. Just to help stabilize rates and to, um, according to what I heard on the radio, you know, preserve. Use the word preserve mm-hmm. uh, where interest rates currently are right at yeah. a, a low level for the foreseeable future. Yeah. to Give I mean, some stability, some confidence. Clearly, we're in an election year. Yep. So, you know, we don't we don't know uh, where that's going to go right. and where the current administration or a future administration, right? May go with Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, what I'll tell you is, is again, what we try and do is we try and underwrite and we really, really try and understand our marketplaces where we work on a neighborhood level. Yeah. And it's the only way that I know kind of how to insulate ourselves you know, from this, this, this global movement of, you know, politics or economics. And, um, you know, when you talk about specific asset classes like office, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been very, very bullish on suburban office for the last probably five years. Mm-hmm. So suburban office got hit really, really hard mm-hmm. as, ironically, people fled to the cities. Yep right i mean cities like san diego chicago denver just yeah exploded
0: right with population cranes and buildings being built houston
1: i mean i would go to texas and i said the state bird was the construction crane (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know yeah i went to nashville and it was was like say you were in nashville there was cranes
0: everywhere i was like what is happening here it's like the state bird right
1: yeah but now lo and behold what are we hearing People are leaving.
0: Yeah, they're going in back into the suburbs and stuff, you so, know?
1: So, you know, what does it all mean?
0: I don't know. Is it temporary? Is it, you know?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I just think, like, I think of these office spaces and how they're just, they're ghost towns in a way. And I, I just wonder if we just haven't, the reality hasn't set in that, like, not a lot of these are going to be full again for a while. Like, it might be a year. It might be two years. Yeah. You know, like with the trend of people going to work from home, you know, like you can avoid traffic. You can avoid that cost of sitting in, you know, in your car for a half an hour a day or an hour a day, however long you're you're commuting and be home. And if you're able to get the same amount of work done, like is, is there going to be, I do think that people miss camaraderie and collaboration and they're going to be back, you know, at some point. Yes. I even saw an article in the wall street journal that said, you know, people are finding out that they can't get the same production and collaboration out of, you know, Zoom calls. And just, it's just harder to train people. It's harder to, to really get the most out of, you know, people when, if you're not working face to face. It's just, it's just yeah. the reality of it. But, you know, just, you just don't know. I mean, I think, I do think there will be people back in cubicles and stuff like that. But you just wonder, like, is that going to hurt for a while, right? Is that, is that, yeah. that going to be a lasting, kind of
1: trend for you know
0: a year or two
1: um you know look i i I think that for the foreseeable future it's going to be different and probably for the long-term future it'll always be different um you know i have a, a very good friend of mine who's been in the insurance business for you know 30 years and uh he's like i'll never go back to traveling the way that i did in january of 2020 really or in you know 2019 just won't be visiting offices just won't be doing i don't need to do it because we've determined we've figured out that we just don't need to
0: yeah so until someone else does it and then they're they're winning because they're face to face or something right like that could be the only way it would turn back
1: you know, I suppose
0: like so-and-so like now new our or MetLife's doing it. They're all boots on the ground again and they're starting to steal accounts from you and you're like, well, well, you got to get yeah, back out there. Right. You know, That's a way it's that a, they could, it's a great point. It could happen. It's a great point. It, but if everyone right. sort of stays back, yeah in their house in their houses and not traveling then See, it but
1: that's what i love about competing <laughs> you
0: know? someone's like, gonna go you know what i'm yeah, gonna get that i'm gonna go get that account
1: once <laughs> once i figure that out you know yeah. we all figured out i'm like i'm on a plane again yep yeah you know <laughs> put me in the middle of the seat yep i don't care i don't
0: care if someone's sneezing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we all got the vaccine or you know you're immune or whatever you know whatever right
1: I, you know look um it's it's been it's been tragic and, you know, uh, the loss of life clearly, clearly has been, um, you know, unbearable. Um, I, I it'll, it'll come behind us, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, the, the pandemic and, and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll move on and, you know, um, hopefully COVID 20, you know, yeah. doesn't come, you to 21? Yeah, too soon yes. after 19. Right, right. Um, you know, give us some time to, uh, you know, digest. Um, and, yeah, there, there, there's a piece of it, I think, that'll get back to where we once were. Um, you know, office, uh, you know, look, I, I have uh, um, some, you know, real estate developer buddies of mine who are, uh, you know, trying to figure out how to take office. And um, basically convert office into live work. Hmm. Right, so the conversion would be like you your showers in here, in and, yeah. yeah, you know, and and split it up, and, condos you know, even, you got it, yeah,
0: you know, kind and of that could help solve some of the um, housing issues, like because the, the supply and demand for housing is is pretty whack. right? It's like that's why the values have shot up so much, and yeah. there's multiple offers. House, houses how's are literally staying on the market for, you know, for five days and then they go pending and you know or less. But um, I do know that condos have been less popular mm-hmm. post COVID because of the people realizing I don't want to be in, you know, this 800 square foot little place, this yeah. little condo. And, and now I can't walk to all the amenities that I used to have, like the bars and the, the theater or whatever. Right. Like, so you just wonder, like, I think now might be a good time to pick up a condo, like a, just an investment property. Cause you know, it's going to turn around. People are going to, the bars are going to open up, open back up the, their theaters are going to open back up at some point, and and the ones that are having trouble selling the the condos right now, you know, um, might be uh, might you might be able to get a steal.
1: Look, is is um you know smart as we think we are, um, when we went into you know full lockdown in whatever call it the end of February March right yeah March yeah. would. Um, any of us have predicted that the residential real estate market would be where it is today. No. I mean, in the middle of a 100 year pandemic. Yeah. I mean, interest rates are still low. I get that. Yeah. Right. Um, But it's not like prices are lower than they once were. Right. Right. And, and, you know, marketing times demand. um, So it's, 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 it's crazy. You know, the way that we've been able to sustain ourselves. And yep. I, I, clearly, I get more of this data and information points from you than you get from me. For um, Resi, yeah. But, you know, we are, our project that we just finished on, um, you know, Encinitas on the 101. Those are condos, right? Condos. Yeah. Condos. And, you know. You pre-sell um, some? We sold, pre-sold all of them. It's amazing. In the middle yeah. of a pandemic.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. So. There's no way we would ever have predicted that. Yeah, you know we. I were, think there's a
0: lot yeah. of divorces that have happened. Is that what it is? Unfortunately, I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean that that's part of it, right? I mean, there's there's a yeah, demand but, for housing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, but the divorces. But I'm sorry, we're laughing
0: because can... I'm sure it's terrible if you're going through it, but um, yeah. But like that would double the need for housing if you well not double, but if you had let's say you had twenty percent or ten percent of people that were stuck in house together decide to call it quits. Yeah. Then now you need more houses, right, or condos or apartments. And
1: well, we're gonna call our uh, your next podcast will be with a divorce attorney. Divorce, yeah, yeah I've, I've done we'll one actually. I've <laughs> oh, done a yeah,
0: uh, how to get you know origination referrals out of a divorce attorney because yeah. because they're clearly looking for. I know, used to loans. do that
1: when I was in the mortgage business. You did, but yeah, after like four or five like ten oh threes and app appointments on like there's hard no way. Yeah it's a hard there's, job. Yeah. Not not divorce. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was hard enough as it yeah, was. Yeah. But to get into the middle of that, forget it. You know, like no more divorce attorney referrals. Right, right. No yeah. way.
0: So um talk up you know one of the things that I've seen in California there's a recent I think it was SB five, maybe. I think it was the uh, the law that was passed. A no AB five. AB five. Um, where they're trying to get rid of the gig economy, or they're trying not get rid of it. They're trying to crack down on companies like Uber, yeah. Lyft, mm-hmm. to to make them employees. So these these independent contractors or self employed sure. people. There's been a trend, I think, over the last three or four or five years mm-hmm. of people breaking off from traditional jobs to become you know, grocery shoppers or become task rabbit, you know, people or to get, you know, the gig economy, right? Like there's been a ton of that, you know, I think the trend was so big that there was like, they were worried, maybe not worried, but thinking like there's going to be a lot more self-employed people than there's ever been in our country, which I thought was a good thing, right? And that's why our niche of bank statements was a cool niche. But, um, you know, with this, this, these laws, like, do you think it's going to affect the gig economy? Like, do you, have you seen, heard anything about that or...
1: Well, so I would – I'm just going to kind of ask out loud, yeah. right? Um, you know, where where does that proposed legislation come from? You and, know
0: it's Calif- – right, California's trying to tax everybody.
1: So, right? okay, I mean, um, I believe you when yeah. you say that. So just, you know, start there. <laughs> right. You know. And, we know we're uh, in the hole here in California. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I mean, is um a, a, a additional – Taxation, you know, I mean, really good for, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit and, you know, to allow people to go out and, you know, to do what's necessary, right, to, you know, earn for their family. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think so. No, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe a a little bit above my pay grade, you know, to understand where that line intersects. Right. 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 Between, you know, 1099 self-employed entrepreneur and, you know, taxation as a W2 employee. And, you know, where's the benefit to society, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what happens in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why they get paid all that money, all that tax money from us. But um, it doesn't feel right. Mm-mm. You know, it doesn't feel right. I mean, you know, um, uh, I think that you know all of us appreciate respect, like you know, um, Uber, mm-hmm. Lyft.
0: Have you used Ubers. an Uber since the pandemic?
1: Um. Can I? Can I say yes? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With the mask on. Right, right. I think I had a shield.
0: I wonder how many, I wonder what the, I'd love to see the data on like if the Uber drivers have, you know, how that's like what the trend is there. Like if, if it's harder to get an Uber right now or if there's just less. Well,
1: I had a, uh, um, you know, just between you and me or nobody else is listening to this, right? right. We had a um, little dinner party at my house on uh, Saturday and I had a, a very small. Just small, small yeah. just two two couples, and they uh, took an Uber from my house in Encinitas to Carlsbad, and it was like one hundred and fourteen dollars. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, so I think they're out there. They just but there's less, so s- they can s- charge more, right? Hey, supply and demand, <laughs> right?
0: Supply Have you noticed other? They, they... they,
1: by the way, they paid, yeah, right. And can you imagine? I mean, the Uber driver, you know, made a good buck off of that, right? But had it not been for, you know, uh, the judge intervening on, you know, two or three days before. You know, there might
0: not have been an overdriver.
1: They would have been probably, you know, camping out in my backyard. I don't yeah, know. You're walking. <laughs> riding the
0: bike like I did. <laughs> um, so... Commercial loans, yeah. um, have you gotten any commercial loans recently, like in, so, the, in the last yeah, couple Yeah, we're, we're,
1: we're in the middle of that. Um, I'll tell you, when we were looking at our, our crystal ball, um, my partners and I, we were a little nervous about um, uh, the commercial debt market. Yeah. Um I think the best way to describe it is I felt like it was easier to pick up, I'll make the number up, right? Five, $7 million commercial loan Mm -hmm. than it was a, you know, million to residential refinance, even at a 55, 60% LTV. Yep. Right. I mean, it just really, really felt like that market had um, I don't want to say it, it, it had gone to where, you know, subprime was back in, you know, 04, 05. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, there are some, you know, conferences that I will attend. And there was this, um, you know, explosion in the debt fund, uh, excuse me, the debt fund market mm-hmm. where um, a lot of commercial debt funds had popped up. And, you know, there was, they were really Filling the spectrum from A to Z on you know a smorgasbord of of loans that you could get, you know, commercial lending typically would go to um, you know community or regional banks, right. or then you know on the larger level you would go to life companies mm-hmm. or maybe the CMBS market. But all of a sudden, you know, as entrepreneurs and financiers do, they filled this niche. Um, I think that's gone. Yeah. For right now, because of COVID. I think it's you know it's back to uh, relationship lending. Mm-hmm. I think it's back to uh, you Banks know big and... boy full you know endorsement, mm-hmm. you know on the loans, the commercial loans that you're doing. Um, there are different levels of personal guarantees, you right. know, that you um, can agree to mm-hmm. in the commercial mortgage market. And, uh, you know, we're seeing more of that fall back to, you know, hey, I want full personal financial statements and, you know, where are your kids, 529s and you know, everything, yeah. know everything right? Before
0: was it much, e- it was much easier, right? It was much
1: easier. It was yeah, easier. yeah hmm. it was much, much easier. And so, um,
0: has there been any, anybody popping back up, like recovering, like kind of like with us?
1: No, not, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Now, um, you know, to be fair, um, you know, we're my firm we're going out right now on a um, a, a construction takeout loan mm-hmm. and we're going out on two um, construction loan development loans right so um, you know if I'm lucky enough to be invited back I'll give you an update on that you know mm-hmm. a few months from now um, but our understanding is and you know working with our uh, capital partners that um, you know it's it, it's really tightened up. Hmm. Yep. And, um, you know, the world is still waiting to see, you know, what happens with the end of the pandemic. Right. And then of course, you know, we're in an election year. Yeah. What happens with the election? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, what happens, what happens with the election? Yeah, and again, true. you know, I mean, um, uh, whether you're, you know, Trumpster or you're, you know, supporting, uh, Biden, um, I mean, there's doesn't matter. There's still going to be, you know, repercussions and, you know. Um, a, a a different governing style, right? Going I'm sure forward. there's different regulations and loosening or tightening. So so yeah, per, the, mar- you know? the markets are, are mm-hmm. waiting to see and and so that that debt fund market and just think of it, uh, John, in the same terms that we thought of the private label mortgage securitization market, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we don't have that now, right? I right. mean, you know, you've got Fannie, Freddie, and you know, Ginny, Mae, FHA, VA. Um, and then you've got, you know, your niche and your marketplace, but it's smaller. Right. Right. I mean, there isn't a large multi-trillion dollar securitization. Same thing has happened, you know, um, my understanding post COVID with the commercial market.
0: Right. It's gone back to Fannie and yeah,
1: the local banks, local local banks. Yeah. It's become much, much more traditional. So, um, You know, the liquidity's out there. You just got to work a lot harder. Mm-hmm. You got to put a solid resume together. Yep. You know, you have to ha- really, really have all your uh, ducks in a row. They're not, you know, handing out money. Totally.
0: So we're, um, we like to talk about like how to get deals, you know. I know you're a, a somewhat of a not a deal junkie, but you're a deal guy, and you probably find deals. deals, right? You get deals love referred deals. to you, love deals, right? Like, like so, so where does you know, like maybe a mortgage broker? What would be, what would be some advice to like how they could find deals, like get like referrals and stuff For, like re- that? Residential yeah. mortgage broker, yeah, yeah like yeah. like where do you like you know? We talked about like a divorce attorney or like a, you know, like a, we always say sure. that the real estate agents are always a good source, but like you know, where would you? If you were to start and be a
1: mortgage broker today, yeah. like who
0: would you go after to get, besides the
1: real estate agents? And- so um, <laughs> it's funny, right? You just, you're kind of you know, taking me back. But uh, so when I was, uh, first got into uh, residential subprime mortgage lending, I was on the retail side. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of figured out back then that you know, um, FICO scores played a big role.
0: Yep. and you know how credit decisions credit yeah. decisions
1: yeah. so we went out and we you know created lists right of, of uh you know subprime fico scores Yep. i don't know if that exists today but that eventually led me into um you know, i'm a still a big proponent of you know getting out it's a little harder now but it'll come back you know shaking hands meeting people yeah um To me, there's just nothing better than, you know, what you and I have done for the last 40 minutes, right? Look each other in the eyes. Right. You know, we're developing a relationship, a trust in one another. Um, You know, look, I I, I still think that, um, you know, trusted advisors Mm -hmm. are a a, a great place to go for leads. Yep. Um, Accountants, financial planners, um, you know... um, lawyers you know to to a certain extent i mean um i never really got into the realtor
0: grind it's like the low-hanging fruit and it's 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 compete it's competition and for you mean get picking to, up to, referrals to, yeah from realtors. To, right right because everyone goes after them. like every every loan officer is gonna yeah that's their go-to right sure. like they're gonna have their three or four real estate agents that they're like yeah bag deals from yeah you know
1: I just feel like, you know, you really have to, you know, pick up a niche, identify a niche for yourself, yeah. And you know, become an expert. That's smart. In in that niche. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, you know, whatever it is, you know, right. just find that one avenue and just be really, really, really good at it. Yeah,
0: like know your stuff, know your shit. Just.
1: And you know, it may it might be referral sources from accountants. Yeah you know, and you relocation,
0: may, people yeah,
1: lo- relocation companies are great, you know, and you may just dive into it and really understand, you know, um, um, you know, how to speak to and what accountants are looking for and, you know, what, um, you know, their clients are looking for. I, by the way, I love doing business with accountants. Yeah. Um, I think they are more of a trusted advisor, than lawyers are. Mm-hmm. I think they're a lot easier to work with than lawyers are. yep And I think the referrals that you get from them um typically don't have the chaos right for lack of a better word. Yeah. Cuz they under, they them. understand
0: their financials so well that it's like you know, this guy would fit with your pro- if you if you educate, I think I've done it once where I educated a an accountant about what we did and he was like, "Really?" Yeah. You guys just you don't even look at the tax returns. I was like, "No, we just will either look at their asset statement and do it assets only or we'll do uh, you know, we'll look at their bank statement cash flow and they're like, "Whoa, like yeah. I have a lot of well-to-do clients that write off so much on their tax returns and they can't even qualify for a mortgage." So, like to me, yeah, I think that's a huge source to to go after.
1: Look, I think, you know, for me um you know, Nothing comes easy. Right. Right. And, um, you know, for all of us out there, and, you know, if, if, as I mentor, you know, my children and, you know, I try and, and mentor, you know, um, their friends, you know, yep. and they're, you know, 15, 16, 19, 20 now, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the biggest key to successives is stick to itness. Yeah. You got to stick to it. Right you know, and so whatever it is that you choose, whether, you know, you're going to focus your referral sources on financial planners or whatever it is, you know, make a plan and stick to it. It's, it, it does not come easy. Yeah. You know, my Let's dad told advice. me when I graduated from college, he's like, Hey, look, I'm a pretty crafty guy. Right. And if there were shortcuts in life, <laughs> I love you as my son, I would Teach them to you, right? right? Right. But there are no shortcuts in there's life. There's no there's so, no
0: elevator to su- to success. Just get right, to yeah. work, right? Gotta, right? And I think that
1: that would be really you know um, part of the advice, and that you know that surrounds referral sources. Right. Make a plan and stick to it. You right. know, and, and people
0: like to do business with people they like. So if you make friends with you know with someone who's a potential source that you know, then you know, not just fake friendship, but like, you know, there's certain things you will have in common and, you know, just being a kind person and right. Like you, I do. I mean, I do.
1: I got a great, just unbelievable margin profit deal in Colorado right now that I'm underwriting Mm -hmm. and I may toss it to the curb because I don't know that I want to work with the seller. Right. There can be some people you don't want to work with, you know, life's too short. Right. Life's too short, so yeah, there has to be that connection. There has to be that stick to itness, and um, um, I think that, again that that folds back to the referral sources. That's good.
0: All right, so uh, wrapping it up, Johnny. Um, great information, but the last thing I typically ask my guests, sure. is you know we all to succeed have had to have some failures, right? And sure. Some stand out that you know maybe they're embarrassing. Some are you know like wow, that really taught me something. Yeah. You know. And so I just wanted to ask you what your favorite failure was.
1: Favorite failure. Wow. Um, You know, again, I think we talked about it a little bit, you know, in the beginning of the conversation, which is, um, you know, kind of unknowingly, unknowingly, um, you know, the subprime market. And I mean, you know, when you you look back at it and, you know, you think about the uh, implications Right, right, that the subprime market had on the economy, and um you know was was a was a big disappointment yeah. you know for for me yeah. and again, I mean, I think I had mentioned that's why um you know, took me a while to be able to watch the big short <laughs> you know mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. you know um yeah, but it was uh, close to home, yeah, and you know it, it wasn't like a a a failure. Right, in the sense of like, wow. Like I,
0: your I, fault,
1: you know, they really screwed up. up. yeah. But um, the failure, kind of as an industry, you're caught up in self police and, you know, um, do the right thing. And it wasn't just the originators. Yeah. Right. But it was, you know, the rating agencies, it was the, the insurance the appetite, companies, the government, the, all of it. Yeah. Everything. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, um, so, you know, looking back at my entrepreneurial career, which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of, yep. continue to be proud of, continue to work at, yep. um, I think that, uh, yeah, that, that was a, that was a tough, tough period. And, um, but you, you learned know, some stuff, learned a ton. Yep. I mean, I'll tell you, we learned, I learned more in the year and a half, you know, taking that company apart. Mm-hmm and you know disassembling it i suppose right then i did in the 12 years it took me to build it up hmm. cool so um thanks for sharing man thanks for coming thank you for the invitation nate thanks man yeah for uh, the work behind the scenes you know? <laughs> and yeah. please
0: like share and subscribe comment below if you have any questions and also let us know who, who you'd like to have on the next podcast or on the future podcasts. We love being here for you guys and we'll continue uh, to try to add value, but uh, we can't do it without, you know, subscribers and sharing. So do, a, do us a favor and share it and uh, check Johnny out on LinkedIn or, you know, wherever you can find him. Uh, maybe ping him a question if you have one. Pop a guy out down on the 101 <laughs> or LinkedIn. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. See you guys on the next podcast.